You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. And that granite margin target is very similar to, I don't know if you're familiar with Red 5. Uh, they own the old Tamula mine or King of the Hills in Western Australia in the gold fields. It's a six million ounce gold mine that hosts mineralization right on the granite margin in shear hosted uh, hybrid plunging chutes and the same stockwork mineralization in the granite. So as a geological target for gold, we really like this setting and it's now double the length uh, that we thought it was a year ago. So huge amount of upside. Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I am your host, Bill Powers. And in today's show, we're going to be getting an update from Matador Mining, one of our sponsors. Its executive chairman, Ian Murray, joins me, as does Warren Potma for the first time. He is the exploration manager. Just by way of reminder, Matador Mining is exploring on the Cape Ray Shear in Newfoundland, Canada. They are an ASX-listed company exploring in Newfoundland, the only Australian company doing so. They're also listed in the States. The States ticker is MZZMF. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Bill. Always a pleasure. Ian, I'd like to kick it over to you first. Uh, you engaged in 45,000 meters, I believe, last year of exploration through, through the Diamond Drill, as well as Augur and Helimag surveys. As you look back on last year, what are some of the key takeaways that you can share with us and how has that fine-tuned your approach for this coming year? Yeah, Bill, so the 45,000 meters, that's the 2021 and 2022 season. Last year, we did 20,000 meters of drilling. But the key breakthrough for us was firstly that AeroMag that you mentioned, um, 30, 30 meter space lines, the highest resolution AeroMag ever done in Newfoundland. And that's given Warren over 40 strike kilometer area, very, very clear targets for further follow-up. We then follow that those targets up with auger drilling and in some areas till sampling. And we've got we've moved uh, targets from the AeroMag to confirmed targets through, through the auger. And then the big standout for us was uh, Window Glass Hill, especially on the Window Glass Hill margin where the granite meets the sediment, where we now know that that structure is six kilometers long, but very high grades and good widths uh, on, that, on that granite margin. So I think that's a game changer for us. It could be a lot bigger than what the current resource is in, at Window Glass Hill. Warren, uh in Western Australia, you explore under till all the time. So you're exploring this three-layered approach, the helimag, the auger drilling into the fresh rock, and then diamond drilling after the, those first two layers. But can you share a little bit more of your experience exploring under till, please? Yeah, not so much in Australia under till, but under thick layers of cover. So the difference between Australia and Canada is that most of the cover uh, at least in the gold regions in Australia, is is clay, is weathered clays and transported clays, and you know they're they're difficult to explore through, but in a different way to to the till. The till cover um, on our project at Cape Ray, we're very lucky. It's it's sort of fifty centimeters to look a maximum of ten meters deep, but on average three or four meters deep. Um, transported cover in Australia can be tens to hundreds of meters deep. So for us, exploring exploring through cover is is something that we do regularly. It's just a matter of finding the method uh, that gives you the most reliable results. Um, the project prior to myself joining the company and in, indeed the previous owners of the project, um, because there was that thin layer of till, the approach, the cheapest approach to exploring through that or within the till is 
surface soil sampling. The problem with that is you don't see what's going on at the basement. You have to infer what's going on at depth, and that till can be transported quite some distance. So anomalies in soils don't always sit above the source. Our approach in Australia, and it's done by some of the majors in Canada, but not a lot of the juniors, is to use these auger drills to drill through the till. We sample the till on the way, the same way that it's traditionally always done in Canada. But then at the bottom of that auger hole, we drill a small piece of diamond core, tens of centimetres long, into the fresh rock. And that tells us exactly what's going on in the fresh rock. We do multi-element geochemistry on that. We obviously look for gold there. We look at the alteration mineralogy and we build a solid geology basement map um, rather than a map of what's going on in the till. And that enables us to really refine our diamond drill targets before we wheel the diamond rig out. Enables us to build a map, if you like, that shows the, the zonation of the mineralization in the basement and stops us drilling holes where there's no chance of mineralization in the basement and gets us into the mineralization much quicker with the diamond rig. So for the last year's drilling, 2021, what are we still expecting in terms of results over the next two months? So we've still got 35 holes that are working their way through the lab from last year. Um, we've had some exceptional results both in uh, infill in the Window Glass Hill Granite or Window Glass Hill Resource last year, as well as the granite margin target uh, that Ian spoke of. Um, some of our last releases for that window glass or granite margin drilling, uh, two of those holes were the highest grade width intersections ever drilled in the granite, and this is into the new target. So um, some of the results that are pending are from the granite margin, some are from window glass hill, uh, as well as big pond and some of the other more regional targets that we tested last year. There's a couple of holes outstanding. In addition to that, um, we're currently drilling with the winter program. So basically, uh, at the point in time where we get the last of last year's, these last 35 results from last year out, we should start to see the results coming in from there on uh, from the winter drilling program. So there's going to be no lag in news flow then? Very little, if any, lag in news flow, exactly. So the Window Glass Hill Granite, is that your prime target for the first half of this year? Absolutely. So, uh, in fact, for the whole of this year, we'll dedicate one of our two double-shifting diamond rigs full-time to the window glass hill granite. As Ian said, this granite now we know is six kilometres long. Up until, uh, well, late last year, uh, we were working on the assumption that the main granite was only three kilometres long, had a, a, a margin, if you like, about seven kilometres of granite margin, and we thought that was our target area. Um, but a lot of work has been done towards the end of last year, early this year, in terms of interpreting the magnetics, looking at the bottom of whole geochemistry. And we now know that there's a, a wedge of that granite that runs a further three kilometres northeast. Now, this is significant because that extension of the granite sits on immediately on the northern side of our half million ounce central zone deposits. Central zone is plunging chutes within the sediments and the granite is immediately on the northern side. There's great potential for that three-kilometre extent of the northern, the northeastern extent of the granite to be mineralised as well, and they're two different mineralisation styles. Sheeted veins and stockworks in the granite and shear zone-hosted plunging chutes in central zone. The reason why we like the granite and its proximity to central zone is it's very similar to what we're seeing 100 kilometres northeast of us uh, with at Marathon Resources, uh, Marathon Gold, sorry, their Valentine Lake project has granite-hosted gold that looks very similar or that that, uh, that our window glass hill granite-hosted gold looks. And that granite margin target is very similar to, I don't know if you're familiar with Red 5, uh, they own the old Tamula mine or king of the hills in Western Australia in the gold fields. It's a 6 million ounce gold mine 
that hosts mineralization right on the granite margin in shear hosted uh, high-grade plunging chutes and the same stockwork mineralization in the granite. So as a geological target for gold, we really like this setting and it's now double the length uh, that we thought it was a year ago. So huge amount of upside. So for listeners that don't know, you already have a a resource, a compliant resource of 840,000 ounces and a scoping study. So the model you're working with here is a string of pearls concept, right? That's right. So like I said, two distinctly different mineralization styles of that 840,000 ounces, 232,000 ounces are known to be hosted within the main part of the Window Glass Hill granite. That's the Window Glass Hill resource. Part of the central zone resource, PW, is now known also to be hosted in the Window Glass Hill granite. That's another 80,000 ounces. So effectively, Window Glass Hill granite as a system hosts uh, northwards of 300,000 ounces, uh, and then just under 500,000 ounces in that sediment-hosted uh, central, the, re- the rest of the string of pearls in the sediment-hosted central zone. So again, you know, Window Glass Hill for us, we've explored, now that we know it's much larger than we first thought, I'd say less than 15% of the Window Glass Hill granite has seen any drilling at all. And can you talk about, you've mentioned to me since uh, we've been featuring your company that you don't know if you found, even though you have a resource, you don't know if you found the best. Could you talk about how you're going to balance targeting, you know, the potential you see here in Window uh, Glass Hill Granite, but also you got 100 kilometers of strike still untested? Yeah, so Warren's currently in Newfoundland. He flew across on the weekend. He's there with one of our non-executive directors, Justin Osborne, and one of our geologists from Perth, uh, Jordan Rogers. They're going to be having a series of workshops over the next six weeks with our geological team on the island. Crispin Pike and and the rest of the team over there. And the purpose of these workshops is for them to debate exactly what we're discussing. What are the targets that we haven't tested yet? And how can we rank and prioritize them to make sure that we test the ones that have the most potential to deliver large size discoveries, but they can also be mined. It doesn't help finding a big discovery that's so far away, we could never mine it. It's got to be economic. It's got to be large enough. It's got to be economic. And it's got to be mineable. And that's what they're going to be working on uh, over the next six weeks to set us up for our drill season for the summer season. And what would uh, determine if you're going to do a resource update? I mean, is that too early to talk about now? No, it is early because as long as we're growing the resource, we'll continue to drill and step out and, and, uh, and see what the size of the footprint is. But certainly for Window Glass Hill, with the work that Warren did in 2021, we now need to go in and do what's called the infill drilling, which gets it to a density which allows you to then have your, your, your first resource, your inferred resource. And that's what that one drill rig dedicated at Window Glass Hill will be doing, is doing some infill drilling and some step-out drilling. And the second rig will be the one that's chasing the more uh, greenfields targets to make the new st- uh, step change discovery for the company. Warren, can you maybe talk a little further about what success would look like in 2022 for the company? Yeah, absolutely. So as just following on from what Ian has said, you know, success is a significant growth in the Window Glass Hill granite hosted resources. So at the moment, we have the Window Glass Hill resource, which is a relatively small uh, centre, series of stacked veins over maybe 250, 300 metres by 200 metres. This is within a six-kilometre long granite, as we said, that hasn't seen a lot of exploration success 
the granite margin target that we drilled and had great success with last year has not yet been factored into the resources. And what we've learned from that is there's potential for multiple higher grade zones within the broader window glass hill granite that looks like it's mineralized across its entire length. So wherever it's outcropping and we've rock chipped the veins, we've been getting plus one gram uh, rock chips up to you know many tens of gram rock chips. So there's potential there for anywhere in the window, window glass hill granite to be mineralized. What success looks like for us is finding multiple sensors with these higher grade, greater density of veins uh, and, and those zones reporting in that top 100, 120 metres, so they're eminently open pitable. For me, I'm fairly bullish. I'd like to see us go well north of doubling the, the, host, the amount of gold hosted within the window glass hill granite. Uh, the step change success for us is making a new discovery uh, along the main trend, and our focus this year is still within sort of 15 to 20 kilometres of where we see the central zone, if you like, the, the, the central resource processing facility uh, in the scoping study. Um, following on from that, we're going to continue to grow our exploration pipeline by looking at things further afield. But in terms of the drilling, there's so much low-hanging fruit within 15 kilometres of central zone. Um, we'll be busy there all year. Ian, you hired a CEO. You've been the executive chairman. Sam Pazuki is coming over from Oceana Gold. Uh, what role will he function and how will that affect your current role? Yeah, so uh, we went out to do a search for a good quality CEO to come in. There were two key requirements there. The one is I didn't want a geologist. Warren and the exploration team are top notch. I don't want, we didn't want somebody coming in and telling them what to do because they're doing a great job for shareholders. The second thing is we wanted somebody on the east coast of Canada. Our corporate office is in Perth, Western Australia. It, it took Warren, I don't know, 36 hours to get across from Perth to New Finland. We can't do that every three months. We need to have a CEO who's one flight away from the project, a CEO who's known to the North American investors, who can broaden our shareholder reach uh, in North America while myself and, and when Warren's back in, in Australia can do marketing in the Australian time zone. So it's more to, to, to get more bandwidth into the company, building up the skill set that we have in Toronto. Warren last year appointed a very good in-country exploration head in, in Crispin Pike. He's built up a team around him. And now we want to add in a CEO in that region as well. So I'll transition to non-executive chairman, but still be very actively involved. Uh, and and uh, Sam will be the guy running the company, but based in, in Toronto, close to the project, and obviously working very closely with, with Warren and the rest of our executive leadership team. We've we built up a very good team, and now we just need somebody in that time zone just to keep driving us forward. I read Sam's bio, and it said he has experience in strategy and M&A. Are you looking to acquire any new projects? Would that be part of Sam's uh, business description? I think it's inevitable that on the island of Newfoundland, there is going to be M&A happening. Uh, I think the cat personally, I think the catalyst for that will be once Marathon Gold have got the environmental approvals. I think one of the Canadian players will come in and, and look at picking up a, a significant uh, ground holding uh, on the island. So it's uh, positioning ourselves to be reactionary to stuff like that, but also to look at where else we can look at acquiring other assets or other tenements and continuing to grow our, our footprint. Um, we've got great exploration potential. If there was an operating asset that we could merge with, fantastic. We then end up with cash flow 
plus the green fields and blue sky potential of what we have at Newfoundland. So uh, I won't rule out anything, but having Sam with his experience in M&A can look at all of those options for us. Ian, could you comment on the share price since we last spoke? I think our last interview was two months ago. Um, what's your commentary on how Matador has been trading? Yeah, share price has been soft over that period. It's effectively followed the GDXJ, which has drifted down. But we have had a turnaround in the gold price sentiment in the last probably few weeks, with gold price now around 1900 US. GDX or GDX has moved up. GDXJ has been a bit slower because that money flows into the producers first. But I, uh, I think it's inevitable that that money will flow into the explorers. So uh, I'm disappointed with the share price at the moment. It significantly undervalues the good work that Warren and, and team have been doing with exploration. It significantly undervalues what we see as the potential growth from Window Glass Hill Granite. Um, but it's our job to, to get more buyers into the story, into the stock, and certainly with Sam coming on board, broadening the North American audience. Plus, I've been away for seven months. So I'm back in Australia now and uh, doing a lot more Australian-based marketing to broaden the, the story in Australia. Have you seen any warrant exercising money come in recently? Yeah, we've got uh, options to, uh, with a strike price of 23 Australian cents. Current share price is 30 or 31 Australian cents. So they're well in the money. They expire in July. So they've got, what's that, another four months, five months to go. And they're being exercised all the time. But, but what's happened is they get exercised. People pay the 23 cents, get the new share, and then sell the new share. So we have had a number of uh, well, uh, consistent selling coming in from the exercise of, of, of those options. So that, that could contribute maybe a little bit to the share price weakness then. Correct. But that the flip side of that is um, there are great buying opportunities for people who can buy these shares when those option converters sell their shares cheaply. Uh, people who want to get exposure to the stock can pick it up quite cheaply from these sellers. And that overhang will be gone in July is what you said then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Four more months to go. And then we, we passed it. And we have 11 million in the bank, if I recall. Is that right? Yeah, 11 million Australian dollars at the end of December. So well-funded for the, the current program that we're doing and into the, the summer season as well. Warren, could you please remind listeners of the upcoming catalyst that they should expect, let's say, over the next 45 days? Yeah. So like I said, we've got those 35 drill holes um, that will be, uh, be getting to re reported to the market uh, in that period or over that period, maybe maybe a little bit further in. Uh, also, we've got the, the current winter program. Um, like I said, we've been at that now for a few weeks, uh, and uh, those results will almost follow on almost directly after we finalise uh, uh, last year's drilling results. Um, on top of that, like I said, we're, we're in country at the moment uh, running our, uh, our exploration targeting workshop uh, and we expect to tell the market some of the good news that comes out of that as well. We've got a lot of fantastic data that's been collected over the last year or two uh, and having the headspace to, to work that up and really define and rank the targets and then tell the market about these new targets I think will be pretty exciting for anyone who's really interested in an exploration play that's already sitting on good resources and really understands the geology of the system. Excellent. Well, the company's website is matadormining.com.au. Don't forget the .au for North American listeners, ticker symbol MZZMF in the States and MZZ in the Australian markets. Gentlemen, thank you for providing this update. Thanks, Bill, and keep well. Thanks very much, Bill.
Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts it might cost fifty or a hundred thousand dollars, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility—certainly not the certainty—but the possibility of ten-for-one returns, as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks, and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector, and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well, or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident, and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.